Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. On this Tuesday, a bitterly cold Tuesday in Philadelphia, I'm here at the NovaCare Complex. Players, for the most part, the day off, they reported back to the NovaCare Complex on Monday. They had a light practice. And Wednesday, they will dig in and get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions who went through a bit of a tumultuous season. And even when it's unruly or whatever, you know, they have a lot of problems. They've got Antonio Brown's situation. They've got a bunch of injuries. They still win 13 games, 13 and four this year for the Bucs. Tom Brady, the incomparable quarterback, a career most passing yards in his uh, single season. I mean, it's it goes on and on and on, right? So all week, we're going to talk about the Eagles and Tampa Bay and how this Philadelphia team can win on Sunday in Florida. To do that today, we've got uh, a very special guest joining us, Seth Joyner, a member of the Eagles Hall of Fame, great linebacker in his time now, works on NBC10's sports desk as one of the post-game hosts. You've heard him, you've seen him, you've marveled at his relative inability to crack a smile. But underneath all of that, the man is a teddy bear. Love him, known him for a long time, looking forward to hearing what he has to say about the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we begin with our weekly one-on-one with the head coach of the playoff-bound Philadelphia Eagles. Here it is, an exclusive, as always, Nick Sirianni. We welcome you, Eagles, everywhere to our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni, presented by Wawa. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Playoff week, Nick. Uh, good to see you. Um, I hope you're having a good time. Um, you've got the players back at NovaCare. Uh, can you describe for people who are outside the building, what the energy level is like for you? Yeah, yesterday uh, we went through a couple different things, you know, just to get an early start, and you could feel the excitement in the air. Um, again, you want to make it the same process as as every other game that you've played the entire year, um, but you definitely felt a little bit of excitement in the air just yesterday when we got the players back in the building. They're off today. They'll be back tomorrow. Um, but you could definitely feel the excitement in the air. There were a lot of players on Saturday night who did not play and I wonder what you feel the, the week off does for a player, both physically and mentally. We, we had it not too long ago, but then another one. How do you think that helps the players? I just think it brings them back fresh uh, and, and, and ready to go for the, the next game. Um, you know, we had some guys that were, were, were fighting through some, some injuries, and it gives them an extra week to get ready for another game. Uh, and so, um, you know, that, that's, that's big. And then mentally, too, <clears throat> you know, you go through the, a process of – of getting ready for a game that 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 takes a that takes a big uh, wear and tear on you as well, and so uh, again, it's it's just all about being fresh next week or this upcoming week against Tampa, um, so we can be at our best this week. You played the Buccaneers back in October. You've studied their defense. You've been immersed in them. I'm sure for the last few days here. What do they do well? Yeah, they do. They do a lot well. Um, you know, they're uh, this is a this is a really good defense um, starting. With their coordinator, he's. I think this is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Uh, always has his team ready to play. Always has good schemes. Always has, you know, tough run defenses and uh, tough defenses in general. And then you know you look at their players, and you know they're really good up front. 
They got really a lot of a lot of good speed at linebacker. This is a really 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 good front seven um, <clears throat> a group, and they're and they're solid in the secondary. But you know when you look at this team and and you think about good defensive lines in the NFL. Uh, and linebackers in the NFL, you think about this this team and this group, and so and then you know obviously you have one of the greatest players of all time on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, playing quarterback, and and, and you know it's going to be a challenge, and we're going to have to play a really good game, but that's the way that's the way the playoffs go. You got to play your best in the in Jan, or pardon me in December and January to get to the playoffs, and then to exceed, uh, to uh, excel and advance in the playoffs. Nick, I'd like to revisit the idea of what this football team is doing, what your team is doing. You just said a few moments ago, and you've been asked about it, that, hey, I want to keep things the same. Why is that the right approach, do you think? Well, I think if you if all of a sudden you get to what you deem as a bigger game being the playoffs, we know that we know in the playoffs that if you lose, you go home. So we know it's, you know, that's not necessarily, then that's not the case in week 15 or week 14 or week, you know, whatever it is. Um, but if you do something completely different than you did all year, then you, I don't think you were preparing right throughout the year because all those games add up. Every game in the NFL is big, right? And you got and you got to win games in the NFL to get to the playoffs, as we know, right? That's that's pretty obvious. Um, but if you're doing something different throughout the year and then you try to change your process when it when it, when it becomes the playoffs. I just don't think you're in that growth mindset where you're trying to get a little bit better every day and uh, you're not preparing the right way. So, you know, we feel like our process has been uh, tried and, and we, that's what we and true and of what we believe in. And, and we'll stick to that the same process that we've we've had these past 17 weeks. Doubling down on what you know to be true. Got it. Um, Should have known that. Uh, Jalen Hurts, his first playoff appearance. What do you expect from him? How will you strategically use him? Uh, you know, what I expect is that Jalen's played in a lot of big games. And I, and I kind of talked to that with, about our, with our team yesterday. Um, that, we, yeah, we know we're playing this uh, defending Super Bowl champs. But, you know, we got a lot of guys on this team that have played in big games as well. Uh, you know, we have a, a lot of guys, right? We have a lot of guys still here from the Super Bowl in 2017 we have guys that have played in AFC championship games, NFC championship games, not here, right? We have a lot of guys that have played in the final four of the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, you know, in the, in the, in the bowl game and in the national championship game. And, and like, we got, we got experience too. And Jalen, just Jalen's one of those guys. He's played a national championship game. He's played in, in uh, final four games with, with Oklahoma and with, with Alabama. So like we got winners on this football team. Uh, and that's and that's what you know. I know uh, so much tribute to Howie and his staff of bringing in guys that have won football games. You know that's something we look at, right? When you're evaluating a player, you want to know that they have the right formula. And one of the formulas is like you know, with the addition of being a talented player, being tough, being physical, right, being smart, uh, having high character. Well, did they win, right? And we got a lot of guys on this football team that have been through that. And and like I'm right here, I'm sitting and thinking about when I'm talking about this, you're going to be showing highlights of Kayvon in the national championship game, and uh, Devonte and Landon and and Jalen and Jared, all those guys in in the national championship game playing big game, and then obviously, uh, like I said, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl teams just got a lot of winners on this football team. You referenced Tom Brady. You've talked about Tom Brady. Everybody's talked about Tom Brady. I wonder if you were writing up a report, if you were in the personnel department, scouting report on Tom Brady, just. From a pure, you love the game of football, you're watching this quarterback play, what would you write? 
Yeah, wow. Uh, winner, right? He's a winner. He's uh, he's accurate. He's smart. He knows where to go with the football. There's nothing that he hasn't seen. There's nothing that a defense is going to be able to throw at him that he hasn't seen before. He's seen everything. That's what happens when you play a long time in this league. Um, you know, and he's he's tough. Um, and so, you know, been a, there's been so many different stages in my football life that I have seen Tom Brady, right? I've seen Tom Brady as a high schooler, right, when he was – you know, at Michigan or, you know, when he was just starting the NFL. I saw him as a college football player, then as a college coach, then as an NFL coach, right? And then as a coordinator, I had to go against him as an offense coordinator and now as a head coach, right? And obviously we went against him earlier in the year. So there's so many different variations of how I've watched Tom Brady in the past uh, because I've been in so many different stages while he's been in been in the NFL, so um, you know can't say enough good things about him. We all know who he is and and how good of a football player he is, and uh, we're gonna have to get ready each and every day uh, to to be ready to to try to stop him and 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 uh, win this football game. Jonathan Gannon said, "For the defense, it comes down to execution in every phase. Is that the, is that what you're looking for? I mean, that's that's what you expect from your defense. That's what you need from your defense." Yeah, know know what to do uh, versus all the different looks we can get. Um, don't be caught off off guard of, of anything. Just be just be locked into your assignment, and then ha- let your fundamentals take over that we've been practicing all year. And then your talent will shine. And finally, coach, what is the mindset do you want this team to be in? One o'clock on Sunday, Tampa, Florida. Shoot, nothing's changed, right? Uh, we want to be physical. We want to be nasty. We want to be mean. We want to be gritty. We want to be grimy. That's who we are. That's what we've been. And that's what we'll continue to lean on to win win football games in the playoffs. Love it. Head coach Nick Sirianni, our weekly one-on-one presented by Wawa. Thanks so much, coach. Good luck in the playoffs. Thanks, Dave. Eagles making a bunch of roster moves on Monday in case you missed it. Activating everybody from that COVID list, all 11 players who remained on the list through the Dallas game. And then they made a couple of other moves. Uh, Tyree Jackson, the rookie tight end, goes on IR with a torn ACL. Big loss for uh, for him. He had just caught his first touchdown pass, his first pass as an NFL player. The transitioning player who went from quarterback to tight end and it was so impressive in training camp. We wish him a very speedy recovery. The Eagles also placing wide receiver J.J. Ortega-Whiteside on IR with a finger injury. He'll have surgery there. And then reserve offensive lineman Brett Poth also on IR. Speedy recovery to both of those players. Eagles also making an interesting promotion from the practice squad to the active roster. Running back Jason Huntley, who was so impressive on Saturday against the Cowboys. Both as a running back, got some great speed, got some burst. But most impressive, in the kickoff return game, 35-yard return was big. And on Tuesday, special teams coordinator Michael Clay spoke about Huntley and the boost that he gave to the return game. Hi, Michael. Um Looks like uh, Jason Huntley gave you a little juice in in the kickoff return game. Uh, What did you see from him? And now that he's elevated uh, to the 53-man roster, 
it's still difficult for from a game day perspective, but how much do you push if, if you say this guy can really help us on, on something like the return game? Yeah, I thought Jason did an outstanding job given his opportunity. I mean, it happened week 18, but he took advantage of the opportunity right there, and um, he did a heck of a job. He hit the, he hit the, the running lanes very hard. He protected the ball in traffic. Um, then the other guys came in and did a heck of a job on that big one that he hit for 35 yards. You see Patrick Johnson wash his guy all the way down. The double teams by Tyree and uh, Tay Gowan really helped out. Same with Rich Rod and um, Mac McCain right there. So, you know, as much as I, uh, it does take a good returner right there, it takes the other 10 to really help out and give him that running lane. And he showed really good quicks in the hole right there to get up the field and give our offense a good starting point right there. And in terms of the game day elevation, you know, everything is case-by-case case study, day-by-day, game-by-game um, in terms of that. Who you're playing against, are you going to get a return? Is it in a dome? Is it going to be cold weather where you're going to get more uh, returns? Um, so it was a big fluid talking between uh, everyone, Coach Sirianni and Howie, on who we're going to put and dress up for that game. So as long as Jason keeps, you know, he's worked hard the entire season. I know he had those rib injuries in the preseason that kind of held him back a little bit, but he came in. He's worked hard for us on on practice squad. He's shown our ability um, to return against our kickoff coverage throughout the first 17 weeks. So Jason, I mean, it's more to Jason really staying true to himself. And when he had the opportunity, he answered the call right there. All right, now let's get to it with Seth Joyner, of course, a member of the team's Hall of Fame, outspoken. Not doesn't he doesn't hold back, and he won't hold back here. The Eagles' present is obviously very exciting. The future is very bright. As we know, the Eagles have three first-round draft picks in the spring, including, as we know right now, the 15th and 16th picks in that first round, thanks to the Indianapolis Colts and the Miami Dolphins, respectively. So let's hear it. Seth Joyner, the Hall of Famer, one-on-one. Seth Joyner, the Eagles are in the playoffs. Uh, If I told you that in August that the Eagles are going to the playoffs, what would you have said? I probably probably would have laughed at you, Dave, and, and thought you were absolutely crazy. But, um, you know, it's a testament to Nick Sirianni. It's a testament, you know, to the players on his team. And any time that, you know, you can fall behind in the pitch count that way and come back and have something positive happen at the, begin, at the, at the end of the year, um, you know, it's a great thing. A lot of people are saying, hey, you know, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. The Eagles aren't going anywhere this year. <laughs> all you got to do is get in the dance. Magical things can happen when you get in the dance. And if by chance they don't succeed on Sunday or in a later at a later date, this experience will be monumental for Jalen Hurts and the rest of these young football players moving forward because it's a different level of football, the same way you go from a different level from preseason to regular season when you go into the postseason. It's a different level that these guys haven't experienced that they're going to get an opportunity to experience on Sunday. And they get to experience it, Seth, against the greatest quarterback of all time. And this defense, look, everybody's asked the question, is this defense really improved or has it been the level of competition they've played? You know, to me, you find out all, all you need to find out about the defense. Um, your thoughts on the progress the defense has made and what approach you would take on Sunday? Well, listen, I, I don't believe that, um, you know, you play who you play. That's the funny thing about the NFL. 
Um, when the team has success offensively or defensively, you can't do anything about the misgivings of the teams that you play. Now, does it affect you know how far you go as far as when you look into the future and the level of teams that you have to play in order to win a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Um, but you play who you play. Um, their their improvement, no doubt, no doubt, um, has got to be you know attributed to who they play down the stretch. You know, when you play teams that are probably a combined, I want to say, you know, 50, 50, 50 or so games um, of wins and over 90 games of losses, um, there's some merit there. Um, the problem with the Eagles defense, the way that I see it, is, you know, it's pass rush when it comes to, you know, how you're going to deal with Tom Brady. Um and, and how you choose what you choose to give him and what you try to take away. Um, he's the most patient quarterback that I've ever seen. It's just taking what the defense gives. He'll take five, he'll take four, he'll take three. And whether it's passing or running, he doesn't care because all he wants to do is move the chains, put points on the board, and put you in stressful situations at the end of the game or in the second half where you have to take chances that you don't really like to take. You have to bring blitzes. You have to play man, more man-to-man coverage, you know, in order to be able to stop the run or be able to, you know, have an extra guy, you know, blitzing in the box. So now he looks out. He's like, okay, you know, which matchup do I like? I know it's man coverage. I know it's a blitz. We've got the protection set. We know that you know what what they're bringing, um, and it's just a matter of me finding the matchup that I like and going to it. Um, the chess match is. How do you how do you sugar how do you sugar your blitzes? How do you trick him? Um, and to be honest with you, that's not something that I've seen Jonathan Gannon you know be very proficient at this year. I haven't seen you know the show me one something one way and come the other way. Um, the, that would be a great advantage day for the Philadelphia Eagles because. The Eagles pretty much are a static defense. Where they line up is where they're going to be. Once they start to move, you know, they start to give away what it is that they do. And there's no mystery to it. Um, but that's the problem that this defense and defense coordinator Jonathan Gannon is going to face dealing with Tom Brady is that he's not going to force the ball down the field. He wants to take what's there, move the trains, score every time, add pressure every possession and hope that the defense can get some stops along the way. It's interesting, Seth, you said, uh, use the word trick to approach Tom Brady. I guess I guess I always thought you, that he'd seen everything, that you can't fool a guy like that. Well, you, you really can't. You know, a couple of years ago, someone asked him, like, you know, hey, what's your motivation, man? When are you going to quit? You know, he said, he said, why would I quit now? I've got all the answers to the test. And it's true. I mean, what can you show Tom Brady that he's never seen before? You know, there's not a defense that you can put together, but there's way there are ways that you can move your defense around. You can still make it look like one thing and get to another thing, but with movement. Because what you want to do is you want to be moving Tom's eyes. You want that computer that sits inside that Buccaneer helmet to be going a thousand gigabytes a minute all the time. Because the minute it slows down and he knows what you're in, you're defenseless. 
because he knows where the where where the weakness is. He knows where he wants to go with the ball, and this silent or hand um, communication that he does with his teammates is going to get the job done. Um, so I, maybe it's a wrong word to say to trick him. I think you know when they. The only time I've seen him tricked this year is when they played against New England, and Belichick had some things for him uh, that really – I haven't seen a lot of defense coordinators trick him. I mean, like I said, he's seen everything that there is, you know, that, that you could possibly throw at him after 20-something years of playing in the NFL. But you've got to move people around. You've got to get your DBs up inside, outside, moving back. You know, on the snap of the bar, you got to get your linebacker sugar and A, B gap, C gap, then dropping out. You got to do some things to, you know, fool with his protection and fool with his eyes because if you sit static, he'll just he'll, he'll he will literally take you apart. Yeah, I mean that that clearly is the challenge getting off the field. Will will it hurt Tampa Bay that that uh, Antonio Brown's not there, that Godwin's not there, that they that they lose a little bit of firepower on the outside? I would say absolutely. Um, you, you just cannot lose that level of talent and it not have, you know, an effect. Um, you know, if, if I'm looking, you know, if, if if I put my defensive coordinator's mind on and I'm looking at this team, it's like, okay, where are the weapons? Um, I think that Gronk is a major weapon. You saw that last week with, you know, well over 10 targets and 137 yards in receiving. Um, Mike Evans is always going to be a problem because of his size. He doesn't have blazing speed, doesn't have great mobility, but he's tall, and Tom can throw the ball up to him, and he, he can go up over DBs and make plays. Um, the biggest question for me is, okay, how are you going to stop Gronk? Um how are you going to limit him? Um, you've got some running backs. The running game hasn't been what it's been since Fournette, you know, went down. And I, I believe that he'll be active on Sunday, but you got to believe he's probably not 100%. Um, you know, when you have a knee injury like that, it's really hard to get your confidence back to run the way that you that you used to run. Um, but the Eagles need to handle the the play the the run game early. And as crazy as that sounds, you need to take away one facet of what they do, and you're not going to take away the passing game. So you want to ensure that they don't run the ball. But how do you take care of Rob Gronkowski? Um, he's a matchup nightmare. And if, as long as you play zone defense, he's going to find the little holes in the defense so Tom can keep the chains moving, which then forces you to play a little more man defense. But the guy is six five, you know, and who do you have that can physically, you know, run with him and cover him. I think if he's in line, that means if he's attached to the formation, um, that their five-man line has to be, you know, what they run. Um, And you get on Gronk, you beat him up at the line of scrimmage, you take your one shot, you try to throw off the timing, and then you have a DB behind who now has him in man-to-man coverage. Because the time, time is limited. You know, if you can get pressure and you keep Grunk from getting into the rhythm of his route right now, If even if he's the primary, Tom's got to come off and go somewhere else. He can't wait for Grunk to get off of a jam and get into his route and get the depth that he needs to, you know, in some of these routes. 
But if you'd rather have a free release like many other tight ends in the league, you know, now the timing is perfect. You got a guy that's six five, he's got hands, you know, that's that's great. Um so for me, that's the big deal. How do you get how do you get Gronkowski under control? Then take a look at some of these other guys who um who haven't been mainstays, but Tom, you know, has the ability to turn these guys into proficient wide receivers just because of who he is. And how do you get up and challenge those guys instead of letting you know, playing off and letting those guys do what they want to do? He's amazing. He's amazing. What do you think, Seth, of the matchup of the Eagles offense against Tampa Bay's defense, just in general, and what approach would you take? Well, I think that everybody can see that, you know, we're a running team because we have a developing quarterback. Um, I I feel like, um, you know, Nick probably tried to reverse engineer this thing. The first seven games of the season didn't work out. They went two and five. And then after that, they got back to run the football first and be on the run first football team. If you remember when they played Tampa Bay early in the year on Thursday night, um, and that methodology did not go very well. Um, also, they tried to run the football, and that didn't go very well because they ran a lot of plays in the middle, and, you know, they just couldn't move Vita Vea, and they couldn't move and Dominican suit. Um, I think the way that you really run the, you know, the only way that I think they're going to run the ball is to be able to get on the edges. You know, you want to run the ball from the B-gaps outside. Now they got a lot of speed at 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 um at safety and at linebacker, but if you're hitting those B gaps right now, if you're hitting that C gap right now and that causes, you know, right now, now you have an opportunity to to get out on the perimeter before defenders can get off blocks. You know, plays that take a long time to develop to the outside against Tampa don't work because they're they're fast defense. You can't run it inside on them because they've got two guys that are almost immovable. So what do you got to do? You got to get on anywhere from the outside shoulders of Vita Vea or Ndamukong Sue outside, but they've got to be quick-hitting plays, you know. And then, hey, you're running the ball so that you can run play-action pass. And and, and, and Jalen has been pretty proficient at throwing the football when they've been able to run the football. Not when they ask him to throw it 10, 12 times in a row, but when you go play action pass and you get him on the edge, you get him bootlegging, you get him where he can use his athleticism or throw the ball on the run, particularly to his right. He's been very good throwing the ball, running to his right as of late. Now you've got a chance, you know. But for people who believe that the youth are going to go down and just get the doors blown off and they're not going to be competitive, you know, listen, I get it. You know, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. Um, they've been on a roll the last couple of games. Tom is out to prove everybody wrong that not only can he win another one, but, you know, even with the guys that are out, that he can take whoever is thrown his way and make them work. But I believe the Eagles have a, have a legitimate shot. You know, of all the team percentages-wise that they could face, you know, I felt like Arizona won and Tampa Bay two were the teams that the Eagles had the best chance of beating. I know you're excited. I'm excited. I think everybody's excited. It's been, it's been quite a ride this year. That it has. And, you know, you're right. I'm, 
<clears throat> I'm excited to see this this young quarterback, this young wide receiver group. You know, um, I really like Dallas Goddard. I think he can be, you know, a top three tight end in the NFL if they just, you know, give him more targets. Um, you know, so I'm excited about, you know, how the defense has gotten better. You know, when you talk about T.J. Edwards and, you know, Darius Slay and, you know, from time to time, you know, different guys on the defensive line have flashed, you know, um, Hargrave, you know, came on like a ball of fire early. Earlier, you look at Josh Sweat over the last couple of weeks, you know, he's played well. Um, I think if you're an Eagles fan, you got to be excited about where they're going. They just have, they from a talent level, they've got to, you know, hit home runs, you know, this off season. But no doubt, you know, anytime that a team can get into the playoffs, listen, the city should be excited. Let's not talk about, you know, what could happen. Let's talk about what could happen, if you know what I mean. If they're in, they got a shot. You know, and if they got a shot, that's all you need. Now they got to go out and get the job done. And I'll be excited to watch that come Sunday at 1 o'clock, rather. Seth, thank you so much, man. All right, my friend. Take care. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro with you. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Julie McLaughlin, Ray Doyle for their work. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. I would really love it if you gave us a review, if you could, if you have a moment. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. We'll be back with more later in the week as we get to some players and find out what's going on in that locker room as the Eagles get ready for Super Wild Card Weekend and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday at 1 p.m. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go, birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!